it up but anyway welcome back <laughs> to the <laughs> newest episode which has been long over yes here we are it took a, a, a massive seven and a half weeks sabbatical from our last episode was it actually no i don't know i'd made that up but it felt like it i felt like it. i'm pretty huh. sure it was i'm pretty it's sure it's been like maybe December. four yeah maybe like four weeks yeah we just had seven stuff going on really yeah well yeah, fans around the Christmas. world were messaging me asking mm. when we're back uh they just can't wait to hear dylan do a sign off again they no, just yeah i actually ran into quite a few people in uh at the shops and i don't know how they somehow knew that i was zach from the green dragon pod but they did um and once i got through the sea of autographs um i got a bit of feedback which was nice to get so that was pretty good oh yeah 100%. yeah and I actually did one of the one of the mums of one of our fans hit up Dylan and uh, said if if he could provide proof of that forklift certified license and he can be the stepdad. But uh, that's not Dylan happen. got around to putting that through. That wouldn't happen in the first place. Oh, you look, fans! You should you should see it when we walk into like any bar, and that and anyone finds out Dylan's forklift certified, it's a fight to get out. Yeah, let's just say that need to put uh, a wet floor sign up. You can hear people from every direction going, is that the Australian Rasputin? Is that, is that yeah. Australia's greatest love machine? <laughs> no, it's, you're actually standing in the middle of Blacktown. Someone goes, is that the beach? When Dylan turns, like, you know, says that he's a forklift survivor. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> It's a struggle. I don't know how you deal with it, Dylan. I don't know how you deal with it. One day at a time, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair enough. Yeah, positive you do. Positive you do. Yeah. Well, well we, we do promise with this year we are going to be far more organized and far better at customer-focused entertainment rather than just entertaining me and Zach with Dylan's sign-outs. Yes. We're going to yeah. try and, try and well, actually entertain people for once. That's a plan anyway. So, so well, why don't why don't we you know be a little personal here and just say like um, well you know what what's the New Year's resolution for everyone? You know, I'm sure people come back. They like to get a little personal. So let's go around and say our New Year's resolutions. Dylan, take oh, it away. Yeah, obviously me first. That's per usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, well, to never be first for that's a good one. Well, that's not going to happen, so nah. get that one off. Yeah. Well, we know the ladies would absolutely appreciate that, Dylan. You could stop <laughs> mm-hmm. finishing first. Yeah, got to work on, <laughs> work on them life goals, you know? <laughs> yeah. more, more, it's more just trying to be less more of a fat fuck. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. No, you know, no, swearing, no swearing on the show, Dylan. You can't say fat. This is a, yeah, this is yeah, a Christian. You can't say fat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. What about you, Taylor? Have you got any news resolutions? Oh, just the huge. Try and be healthier, but does it really ever happen? I mean, you get to the next year even unhealthier than you started. And you're like, <laughs> oh no, I promise this year I'll do it. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I thought you were going to say just to work on the podcast because you were just saying prob- that. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think this podcast, uh, we've got something special going on. 
and I, well, you know, this year at Comic-Con is going to be special. I just can't wait to oh, yeah. Shit, turn up insane. and, you know, all three of us there and all our fans be scattered around. Going, oh, my God. Is, yeah, is, what, what's going to happen? Is, is there's the, Taylor, Zach, and that forklift driver. There's going to be a bunch of people just cosplaying as us up there. I, <laughs> there's going to the, be a bunch of people in forklift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then I'm going to have to show them that I'm certified to ride the <laughs> Yeah, gonna be... Some guy walks into Comic Con. Is there anyone here that's four good certified? We've got an emergency. <laughs> the sea of fans. Fat, fat we need, we need a crate of Coke. Need a crate of Coca Cola loaded into this truck. Start. Anyone available? The, the, I've got it. The top of this van's uh, been dipped down. Someone lift it up. Yeah. <laughs> and we have like some massive presenter on a massive stage for the cosplay. Oh fuck! Fuck! We don't have any anyone to sign us out. We don't have anyone to sign us off. Anyone know how to sign us off? Yeah, then you'll all fucking point at me. <laughs> oh. oh, that'd be great. Oh. Well, that could be a news news resolution to be not known as the podcast with the greatest sign off. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be good. Uh, no, if we, if there's like a podcast awards thing, yeah, like how they've got like the YouTuber awards. If they ever do a podcast awards, I definitely want someone to be like. You know, the the greatest signer offerer in all podcasts is Dylan Morris, and that's that's how they do it. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I did. I that's did. I, I did have a dream the other night. It was like a. <clears throat> I woke up, and I was so upset that I wasn't real. It was us three, sitting on a panel at you know Comic Con, and it was like heaps of people cheering our name, and we had Hugh Jackman up there. He was you know, asking us questions on the stage, and there was like this. <clears throat> crowd and this this chick had this sign up going dylan have my forklift babies leave my babies with your me. forklift <laughs> it's, yeah, there you I'll, go. I'll, I'll do the mufasa thing just leave the baby up off the cliff yeah henry cavill has been removed as superman and in comes the forklift certified dylan morris <laughs> yeah I'll i just... can picture dylan cosplaying as lobo on a forklift instead of a motorcycle Oh, yeah. um, space rocket no nah, I go as Ghost Rider and I got a Ghost Rush forklift <laughs> yeah. it, that would be more accurate mm. that the thing would be on fire oh, 100% 100% <laughs> well so um, our homework this week to begin especially <laughs> at the start of the year was to have a go at one of the biggest TV shows possibly that will come out this year for nerds alike is the Velma. Last of Us adaptation. <laughs> yeah, Velma. Second to that would be The Last of Us uh, TV show adaptation. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing all of us did actually watch it. We all watched the first episode. I was like, didn't finish yes, it? Yes, I did. No, I did. I finished the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Not very good. Yeah, I watched it today. It was actually, I, to be honest, I think I'm going to have a, a different opinion because I'm coming at it from someone that hasn't actually played Last of Us. So I, I've I, got a completely different... I haven't okay, played well, too much let of me, it let me, so. Okay, I've played the full game from start to finish and loved it. Now, I'm just going to quickly roll this dice and given the, the result of the dice is going to be the person to first tell us what their thoughts were. So here goes. And it's Dylan. Oh, how'd you know, Dylan? Dylan, it is you, so take it away. I'm still, I'm still of... working on that not coming first thing. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be a while. I mean, that's you, not us, so... Well, I, I'm going to start off with that I heard a 
some rumours before we get into the show. Um, it, it's sort of a running theme with Pedro Pascal, who's playing as Joel. Love him. Um, that it's going to be um, slightly less accurate, that I think they're going to take out some of the airborneness of the cordyceps. As in, yes. they're not going to—they're not going to make it um, them wear gas masks as much as they should be, because yeah. it would be covering their faces. Yeah, fair enough. They're going the whole Mandalorian yeah. route again. Yeah, well, it—it's that argument is a bit shit because you—you you wear the gas mask in the game for maybe. I don't know, maybe thirty percent of the game when you're fighting clickers, but it's only in like spots where you've got heaps of spores and stuff like that yeah but other than that you've got your mask off pretty much the entire game so a i understand the argument b i don't get it because it's not true but i think their main thing was if the spores actually like if it was real life and the spores were what spread the virus the whole world would be fucked yeah you just the, the spores would spread everywhere and everyone would die so having it not have the spores would but, keep it a little bit easier to explain why not everyone's infected. Then again, I would like to... Because I haven't played the game, obviously. If if you don't know how cordyceps actually works, when the insect that it's controlling is close to death, or close to expiring, um, mm. it usually goes to the highest spot, and that's when the cordyceps mushroom exposes itself and that's when it actually um spreads its spores it goes to the highest spot possible but from what i can understand from the um the the, like games and that that they usually go into like the most dankest like inconspicuous spots to spread the spores yeah because it's scarier yeah exactly yeah i mean it was fine in the game it wasn't really didn't ruin the thing i wasn't it's inaccurate i don't don't think it i don't think it'll ruin the show i don't think that aspect will ruin the show i I did like but what did you i I really liked the beginning of it that like the whole scientific part of the show like it was explaining like oh yeah this is how like like you the world wouldn't end by a virus it would end by fungi uh, fungi um yeah like explosions essentially yeah because it made you how it made you realize how real that disease is and if it did actually happen how helpless you would actually be yeah yeah and if any like cordyceps is essentially known as the zombie virus because as they explained in the show that's exactly how Mm. cordyceps works yeah 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 so So what did you get what do you think of the characters, Dylan? What do you, um, what do you I feel like Tess, from what I, I know of The Last of Us, doesn't look like a crazy cat lady that's on like her seventeenth bender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. in in the game, she's pretty attractive, from what I I, I remember of it. Hey, well, look, look all I'm yeah. saying is. The woman might dress up very well. You gotta remember, she's in the middle of a fucking apocalypse, so she's not gonna be dressing very pretty all the time. Yeah, I know. But I reckon if you look at that actor, if she didn't have a beaten up head, and like had a bit of makeup and a nice dress on, she might look alright. Yeah, but towards the end of the episode, it does. Well, I think there's a bit of a time skip towards the end, um, like a few days or something like that, where they uh, like yeah, uh, where I maybe think it's like well one day. Does 
Yeah, there's one no, there. No, they missed. They they skipped a bit where well in the game you sort of escape from uh, the zone. They just sort of took them straight out. They were outside. <laughs> yeah, like I I do like the brutality of the show. Like it's not pulling punches at all. Like yeah. I, I was half expecting them not to show. Fuck, what's the kid's name? Um. Which one? Ellie? No, not Ellie. The other one. Oh, the daughter. Yeah, the rip one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting... Why, why weren't you expecting? Well, I wasn't expecting them to do it uh, shot to shot from the game. I, I wasn't expecting mm. them to essentially... Um, uh, essentially kill her off on screen. Why? Like, because... Oh, isn't that what happens? Well, yes, but it's usually like apprehensive with shows showing kids dying. No, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, but she's a teenager and this is like, in a show, I feel like it's super important to do that because if you don't do that, you're not really giving the emotion of the character away. So like, yeah, but they, yeah, that's important in this show for an audience viewer to understand it. And like, I would get it if she was like under 10, but she was like clearly like 14, 15. Yeah, what age, so wasn't that what age was she in the game? Because I thought, I think she was younger in the game, wasn't she? Oh, she appeared a lot younger. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the way she sort of walked around and carried herself up. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, she was in the show, she was fine. I yeah. Mean, I yeah. thought, well, before I start, Zach, what were your, what were your initial thoughts of the show? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty hooked. It's pretty, it's been pretty good so far. I'm a very big fan of the main actor. I've loved him in Narcos. Uh, liked him in Mandalorian. So I've always been a fan of him. Um, I think he's a great actor and, I think from someone who hasn't played the games so far, it's it's cool to me because it's unique from other just apocalyptic style things. It's not just brain-eating zombies. Like, you know, it's actually got an, a scientific idea behind why it's happening and the setting is kind of interesting. And um, yeah, I liked the way the episode ended as well. It was like a very dramatic, like, oh, shit's going to go down, you know. Um, but... I found the beginning of it. It was quite a dark, quite quite a dark show. Yeah, that's that's what I noticed um, as well. It, it... And, and quite intense too. Like it's it was quite intense. It's when it all just happened when she woke up, and he wasn't there, and he was going to pick up his brother from prison, and then it, she walked into that room, uh, the neighbor's house, and the old lady just fucking went batshit and ate, mm-hmm. you know. Her wife, his her husband, or whatever it was, or some kids, or I don't know who they were to her. But anyway. I found that very intense that moment, mm. um, which was it was it was good. It yeah, you know, I feel like the the show has done a good way of you know making the audience feel emotions. That, so it's it's been a good watch. That's one of the things that Taylor probably agree with me that they they showed a lot more of beginning of the show, like of the show to the game. Like in the game, you're literally playing as the kid at the beginning, and then mm. Joel comes home with the uncle and then they get out of it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no well, explanation. I think it's... Nothing else. They just get out of there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because games are different. Games are trying to get you into the action of it all. Uh, but the show, they're trying to make the audience viewer, again, they're trying to p- appeal to a new audience of people that like me that haven't played it, but will watch it. Uh, doing that, like giving the characters this whole background to them, I think really makes you hooked on the character and, 
Yeah. And uh, it, it gives it a good feeling. Like, instantly when his daughter was dead, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I was just like, I was just starting to, like, like her story. Um, and then she died. I was like, oh, that's great. Like, yeah, I suppose if yeah. you haven't played the games, you wouldn't see that coming at all. I Yeah, I literally have no idea of any... I'm going to this completely blind. I have no idea who any yeah, of them right. are. Yeah. I don't oh, know any of the story of Last of Us. as well. <laughs> oh, it's pretty expected. If we're going to talk about the show, we're going to spoil it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, by the way, guys, this could uh, contain spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, halfway through the episode, you got to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I found it pretty good. What about you, Taylor? I feel like you're gonna have a more. You've played the game, so you'll have a bit of a opinion on it all. Well, it was. It's tough, right? Because the first game was one of the greatest things that ever come out on the PlayStation Three. Like that's how old it is, right? And four and five. Mm, it, well, it's yeah, easy. like it came out on the PS3. It was amazing. It came out a remaster on the PS4, which is just the same thing, but a little bit better and then now they've redone it on the playstation 5 uh with the new engine and all that sort of stuff but i haven't i haven't touched that i haven't bought that so my memory is still like from the original and i think my biggest thing coming into this show was will they capture the same emotions that you went through when you first played the game and would it capture the suspenseful nature of the game rather than cheap jump scares will it <coughs> capture characters that were just that blew your mind that made you literally give a shit about people um throughout the game and that was my biggest concern given the fact that all these adaptations that we see nowadays are absolute shit um i was skeptical so i didn't i didn't read a single review for the for the show i didn't watch anything i went i'm going in this blind obviously i know the story leading into it I'm going to judge it on its own merit. And to be to be honest about this show, I was pleasantly surprised at how well they captured that magic. And it was like that opening like intro bit, probably the first half of the episode, was fantastic. Yeah, I think it was just so well put together. And I mean, Joel's yeah. daughter was so well done and she like because i enjoyed the fact that it was just from her perspective the whole way through it's the yeah. same same thing they did in the game and even when i watched it with my girlfriend jasmine even she was like i thought that was the main character like she didn't know yeah subverting your expectations kind of yeah but obviously given the fact that you know joel's all over the front page of the, the mm. you know ads yeah. and all that sort of stuff i think people can put two and two together that she wasn't but jasmine doesn't look at that sort of well, stuff anyway. to be honest in my opinion because i do nothing of the story i thought she was the main like girl that he's with throughout the entire game mm. i didn't know that he had a dead daughter or some shit so i was just like oh okay so this is the guy and the girl from the game yeah. cool and then she died i was like she's not actually gonna die 20 years in the future yeah she's gonna be walking around <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, but she was a young girl. And then the young girl appeared on the screen and Rose like, is that the girl that I played? I'm like, no. And then no. that girl obviously got thrown in a fire. But anyway, yeah, I was very <laughs> surprised that the daughter died. I just was not seeing that coming. Yeah. So it was, it was incredible. I loved every, every minute of that. It was it, it, the, the, the fear it put in you from her, her perspective, the, the suspenseful nature of the, 
the opening thing was just awesome. I really liked it, and I love the way they handled. You know, Pedro Pascal's done really well as Joel. Um, I think he's taken on. He's not exactly Joel from the video game. I think Joel in the video game is a little bit harder, a little bit stern, a bit taller, a bit more broader. Like he's a bit of a a manly man. You know what I mean? And that's I think that's what really made the game was the separation between Joel and Ellie and when they came together, they were absolutely, you know, yin and yang with each other. Mm. So I will say when he absolutely beated the fuck out of that uh, guard, I did find yeah. him a pretty manly man then. So, Well, that's that's what I mean. Like, he, he's done it really well. Like, he's... Pedro Pascal has, like, taken it on and, like, genuinely given us something that I'm like, okay, he's sold me as Joel. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, um... But to me, the, the highlight so far of the show and this is this surprised me was uh tess um like he's joel's girlfriend mm-hmm. i really really like her casting i think she's fantastic i genuinely yeah, I believe pretty cool yeah because for once for once they actually cast a woman in the role not some young chick with really fine hair and makeup on and pretending to be a hard ass like they actually genuinely cast a woman in that role that is With believably intimidation. tough yeah. yeah and i i genuinely believe it like she is a really tough sort of woman now yeah. the the only thing i'm disappointed in the only thing i'm disappointed in now i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to ruin it for you two but this is the only thing that's disappointed for me and I cannot, mm. I cannot get past it. The mm. casting for Ellie, mm. I, I, I don't like, I don't like Ellie. I don't like the casting at all. Why? Because to me, and I cannot unsee it, she looks exactly like your mate, Coden. <laughs> and I can't. When I watch. <laughs> When I when I watch her, all I see is Coden, <laughs> and it fucking ruins it for me because I'm like laughing at moments I shouldn't be laughing at, because that's all I see, and I don't know. She just she, yeah, it it's ruined it for me. And for me, I, don't I find her. I think she's quite good. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Obviously, I don't know what she's in the game, but like as just her and as an actor in the team, I think she's pretty cool actually for a young girl. So, in the game, she's a lot cuter. Um, she's kind of almost has the same eyes as like Joel's daughter. So kind of like for him, it was kind of looking into the you know forgotten eyes kind of thing. Um, where yeah, Ellie, I, I don't know. I, I just can't get past it. It's the only annoying thing so far about the show for me personally. But that like, again, she's supposed to be thing. a young kid. She's supposed to be a young kid. She's supposed to yeah. be annoying at the start because this is her and Joel um, sort of starting off. And even in the game, it was kind of like she was annoying because she was just so against everything happening. Uh, but then eventually she starts opening up to different things happening. And, and she know, was she just helping up to her character. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how they handle that because that is the make or break for this show. That is literally it. Yeah. But so far, I genuinely like it. I think they've done a good job. I do like I'm the world building they a... have as well. From what yeah. I see of the world they have, it looks pretty fucking good. 
Yeah, I thought when they um, panned off at the end and they're walking out and there's the two skyscrapers collapse on each other and I was like, that looks pretty good. Yeah, with the rain well, fans, annoying the cl- uh, clickers. Fans, yep. fans know those that building <coughs> falling over on that other building because that's where that's when shit started in that game when you sort of play it. No, uh, yeah. When they enter those buildings, so it's gonna be. It's like when same for me. Like when. Episode? Sorry. I was gonna say, when's the next episode coming out? Twenty second, I think. So f- for us here in Australia, it's one p.m. every Monday. I think in America, it's their Sunday. Oh, I fucking yeah. hate this whole once a week shit. Well, you know why they do it? Do you know why they do it? Why? It's because back in the day, they used to go, here, have a seven-day free pass. So you could just log in, seven-day free pass, watch exactly yeah, what show you want, it. binge it, yeah. and then get out. Whereas now they're like, no, you get a seven-day free pass, but if you want to watch your show, you got to stay on. you got to at least you got to wait for the end. Two months. Yeah. Pretty much, True. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was like the, the certain things, like I, this is how to do an adaptation. It was kind of like... You know, people, as much as I hate Disney's member berries where they just plot things and go, oh, look, 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 right? I hate that sort of shit. But when it's done in a smart way and it's done well and it doesn't really take over the show, this show did it really well because there were moments where I'm watching it and it's like me going, oh, that's that's straight from the game. That's incredible. That scene, that word, that line that Joel just said is exactly from the game. And I enjoyed that. And it was even to a point where I saw Tess put on her maroon sort of shirt. Yeah. Joel put on his blue shirt. I went, this is it. This is where they leave because I know those two shirts. I know when they put those shirts on, that was them leaving the... Compact. And it was like awesome for me because it was like, fuck, I I know that. And it's just really well done. I think everything was handled. The only two adaptations I've ever like really liked or two game-related shows I've ever really liked shows not movies just shows is halo and this i've never really been into like the game and, uh, and, shows. and arcane yeah yeah arcane was good yeah. well i've never I've, i haven't watched halo so i can't comment on that for me i really enjoyed halo but um like i was saying to rovi i think this is actually quite an interesting time period for like shows and stuff because I think directors and a lot of people like that are starting to realize the untapped potential and free fucking content on their doorstep from video games. Literally, oh, I've got no show idea. What's a video game that has a big following? Let's make that into a TV series. Yeah, but a lot like, of is- a, a lot of people think, oh yeah, we we like we got these characters and all that, but then they take the characters and just do whatever the fuck they want with them. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's yeah. like everything's gonna be good. I'm saying, but this is what's gonna happen. Like the, we're now starting to see a lot more adaptations of video games starting to come to life and like fantasy things. So we're going to get Warhammer. We're going to get a D&D TV series. Like there's going to be a lot more shit coming out that's going to be like nerd related and game related that's going to be interpreted into TV. When's that D&D well, movie hope... coming out anyway? Oh, I don't know. No idea. I don't know. It looks kind of fun. Like, I mean, as long as it takes a piss out of itself, but... The issue is, is that I think I'm really, really over a lot of the humor and a lot of the way Marvel does their movies and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And I just can't stand it anymore. Like, it's like, for God's sake, just be serious for two seconds. Like, just just have a good story. Show us something that we can, like, have, like, actual emotions for. Like, I don't want to be 
laughing the whole way through a movie or going, huh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. And that, oh, that, see that, that's a reference to that thing over there. Remember that thing that happened ages ago? Remember that, that's a reference right there from the comic book over here. And that, and that, because that doesn't make anything good. Like it was fun to have an Easter egg, but that's not the main plot of a show. So I'm worried that the D&D movie is going to be a lot like a, a Marvel sort of thing where they're just trying to make everyone laugh every two seconds and there's going to be nothing serious yeah, see, about D&D it. The D&D one can kind of get away with it because D&D doesn't really have any law to it, per se. Like, it's not minor law, but it doesn't have, like, these... What's the way to put it? It's kind of like Star Wars, in a sense, where the world is so vague but defined that you can basically put any story you would like and just make it in that universe. Yeah. So like, the D&D one, it's not really like pretty much any movie they make. As long as it's in the universe, they use the same pantheon and like the gods and stuff like that and the same sword coast area and the same regions. It really isn't that like much you can fuck up. And like the same races and do it, they do the race as well. Besides that, it's all D and is one of those games where it's it's all customizable. You know, you make your own stories. So you can't save the, races anymore in D and D. By the way, I don't care. I'm an OG, mate. So it's just very um, yeah. I think it's a very easy field for them to tap into D and D because it's like, well, well we can make sure, whatever story like, we you, like. You, wouldn't you rather someone take it seriously? Like have oh for like, sure. But the the thing is, when you do D and D. And if anyone's listening that does D&D, you know that when you're new to D&D, it's very serious. You're very serious about everything. You're, you make you make Godric Croven the barbarian and like you take it super serious and he speaks like this. And then about a year into D&D, you've done that many fucking serious characters that your fucking party just turns into Monty Python. And everyone's rocking up, like Coden's rocking up with the orc monk named Mork. And he fucking rolls around and doesn't talk very often. And Case is making a halfling who rides a, a dog everywhere. And he acts like he's super big and is raised by humans. And, like, it just becomes this shit fest of, like, comedy. So that's kind of like if you watch Critical Role and those bigger things is D&D is kind of like this lighthearted world where everyone just makes, like, really funny creatures and, and characters and you play along in an RPG. And the story's quite serious. But it's always up to the DM. So, like, the, it's one of those things where some groups really like to play super comedy heavy and some people like to really role play heavy and get, like, super serious. So, it's... I feel like it's not going to be... It, they can't... It'd be really hard if they fuck it up. Like, they'd have to really screw up, like, the settings and the gods and the races and all that type of stuff for it to really screw up. They'd probably but, still manage it. Like, yeah, I'm I, sure they'll do yeah, something. Like, any adaptation now, I'm so... I'm worried. Like, I'm genuinely worried for any The adaptation. only one that I'm not really worried about, honestly, is Henry Carroll's Warhammer. Yeah. That seems I just to feel have like a if, lot of confidence from fans, though. Yeah, I feel like if anyone's going to do it well, it's going to be Henry Cavill, because he literally loves Warhammer, is super into the universe, paints minifigures, has his uh-huh. own dream armies. Like, he's always been a Warhammer nerd since before he decided to do Warhammer. And he's and he's got a good track record of being sick of directors fucking up the stories of stuff. So if anyone's going to make sure it's done correctly, 
it's probably Henry Cavill. So I think it's very exciting that he's going to be doing the 40k. I don't know who body would play though. Whether or not he's going to be like a space marine Horace. or like a guardsman. Yeah, 100% he's going to play a space marine. He's going to be Horace or something crap. I reckon it'll be like all the emperors. Oh, uh, the emperor. Yeah. Well, I, I hope he's someone who's just fucking totally badass because he deserves oh, it. He well, needs a role. If you know the story, just... for anyone who's listening, a quick five second brief of the story of what I was just saying with Horace and the emperor is the emperor was a human essentially who had a bunch of psychic powers, didn't really know he did until he saw his uncle murder his dad in front of him. So he thought about his uncle's heart stopping and it did. And then from that point on, he realized that he was special. So for the next thousands of years, he sat in the shadows of humanity and controlled humanity with his mind, essentially like giving justice to what he thought was just. And then waited for the perfect time to raise like a rebellion and, you know, wanted to take over the galaxy but reunite the galaxy at the same time because it was broken up from the war that was going on. And then he eventually had a bunch of children which were called the, um, what are they called again? Primarchs. Dylan? Primarchs. And, he got, and well, his he wife did, actually he, wanted to get rid of all the Primarchs because she knew that he wanted to use them for war. No, he did but, it. He made them personally. They're the only ones yeah. he made personally himself. Yes. And then one of his lead Primarchs, which was named Horus. That was his favorite uh, son. Which was his favorite son, yeah. He basically raised a, a legion of his dad's army, like a sector of it, when, hey, we're going to overthrow the Emperor. So then Horus went into war with the Emperor. And then the Emperor was sitting there going, well, like in a one on one battle, going, you know, can I change my son? Can I convince him to not fucking do this? And then Horace, during the fight, slashed him and got him hit with a mortal wound. And he realized, I can't change my son. So he used his full power and absolutely obliterated Horace and fucking destroyed his soul. So he couldn't come back. <laughs> and it was like this super dark story. But I could see Henry Cavill playing the Emperor because he's like a super... And the Emperor, actually, when he was doing this and reuniting the galaxy, he hated religion. He thought religion was the root cause of all evil. This is based on Earth in like thousands of years of time. Uh, and the funny thing with that is the emperor was going around murdering everyone who wanted to be religious or had any sort of religion or deity or whatever. And then now the emperor is known as a god to a bunch of people and people worship him. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting story. But that's like the gist of it. So that's what I reckon it's going to be about because that's like the biggest, the most popular story in 40K is that little yeah. that, that big war between the Primarchs and like, the emperor. Yeah, the, there were, I think... I think there's 18 Primarchs, and yeah. nine of them, led by Horus, were um, uh, turned to chaos. And yeah. it was the Emperor and the other nine Primarchs that had to defend. Yep, and I'm pretty sure one of those Primarchs that was on the Emperor's side actually found out about Horus first, and he wanted to go and warn the Emperor. And they weren't, the Primarchs weren't allowed to use their psych, uh, psychic abilities or whatever. So the Primarch ended up trying to get to the Emperor. And on his way in, he was like manipulated by the chaos, which are like these demons of space. And he basically led them back to the Emperor and allowed them in. And <laughs> then it just turned into this big thing. So the Emperor wanted to murder his son for doing that, even though he was trying to warn him. So then that Primarch went, well, fuck you. And then went and joined Horus. Yeah. And then it just, yeah, it's like this really. <laughs> it's a very, very good story. Uh, it's, so I'm keen to see that in like 
TV series. I think that'd be fucking insane. Yeah, because insane I, I know there's, um, because when you get to, like, the fucking Golden Throne, there's, like, there's this, um, this, um, custodians, which are, like, um, each individually Aren't they, like, made. evil gods? No, the custodians are essentially, essentially a space marine to them is a space marine to a guardsman. Yes. Like they're... And for anyone listening who's not, uh, doesn't understand that, space marines in the world of 40k, which everyone knows are the iconic, you know, like the Halo Spartans, the space marines. Space marines to a human are so rare that it's almost like seeing an angel. So when a human in Warhammer universe sees a space marine, it's like you've literally spotted a UFO, no one believes you. So they're like super rare to see. Uh, even though they're, they're like undeniably the most powerful fucking they're almost gods themselves like they're fucking insane they're Um, they're also about 10 feet tall two hearts four lungs yeah they've got iron rib cages they're like literally cyborgs uh they're like it's basically meant to show like in eight thousand years from now on earth how far will genetic manipulation go and and all these things and what will soldiers be like and that's what the what those will be but yeah uh, the the custodians are i think like 13 feet tall like pure gold armor um and yeah they're the personal guards of the emperor yeah you know, like they don't follow anyone but the emperor yeah I, I think henry cavill would play a pretty cool emperor it'd be uh pretty uh, but i reckon he will actually be casted as horus i, I don't know why i just <laughs> If he's going to do one of them, I reckon he's going to do Horus. Well, that's the thing. He could also be cast as, like, Gilliman, which is the leader of the Ultramarines. Yeah. yeah. Like that's... Honestly, he would play anyone really well. He's, like, the ideal guy to put as a space marine, really. Yeah. Like the ideal, um, ideal guy to play any role. I'd put him in anything. Yeah, yeah he could play Tess. Um, he yeah. could have played Tess. He could have yeah. played Ellie. Yeah. He could play yeah. Abby, who's going to be the... Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Don't ruin it. Don't, don't ruin, ruin it. it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it for Zach. Don't ruin it for fans. Oh. Um, but as soon as you hear the word Abby, run. Yeah. It, it instills anyone who's a fan of The Last of Us fear. That'll be, yeah. yeah. As soon as I hear that name, that'll be the last episode I watch. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it'll be really cool um, to see what they do with that. I think adaptations. I'm I'm not against them. Like I'm all for them. Really, I just I'm all for them being done right. So yeah. hopefully, well, just, you know, yeah. Last of Us will show like a lot of these people that if they do it right, it's super highly appreciated and super highly rewarded. So if Last of Us continue down the path of doing it really well and it becomes a really good series, it'll probably you know start a bit of a spark in like, hey, pay attention to the detail in the games and don't change it too much. Yeah, that that would be ideal if they didn't change the like established law like what they've done with halo yeah and they just stuck with yeah. um what like is in the game just yeah. like they did exactly. to do with the witcher yeah yeah exactly and, and obviously halo but like i feel like the only ones so far that are probably like the most accurate are probably like what mortal Kombat, but that's pretty loose and um the last of us at the moment like, yeah, I don't. I can't really think of any other ones. Like, what other video? Look, uh, I wouldn't say like Halo didn't necessarily do many 
breaking things. The only breaking thing it did for people was you saw Master Chief's face, which me and Taylor have discussed this many times. <laughs> I get it that in the game you couldn't see Master Chief's face and it's this huge mystery on who he is, but literally in cutscenes he had his helmet off. You just didn't see his face. You just yeah, saw like the back of it. Yeah. See, I, so I, everyone I, in the I, world, yeah. everyone around him in the UNSC knew what he looked like. It's just well, how shit would it be to watch a movie with only the camera angle of I behind the mask? I would have watched it. I would have watched it. It's no, like I would not Judge Dredd. He was Dredd. too human. Seen Dredd? Oh, that that oh yeah, that's a good that's a good fucking adaptation. Honestly, Carl Urban yeah plays Dredd perfectly. Doesn't take his helmet off once. But see, insane. Dylan, how you just said just then it's too human? Yes. Guess what? The whole TV series is about Master Chief becoming human because he's figured out that his whole life at UNSC was a kidnapping fucking lie Yeah. and that he was programmed not to have emotions. So it's not like he was showing his face. He only started showing his face or taking off his helmet when he started to develop emotions and hatred towards UNSC for doing what yeah, they did. That was the so point. he's like, well, I don't want to fucking be part of this. Of fucking Spartans. Spartans were emotionless fucking beasts. Exactly. That just killed everything. Exactly. That's, that's, that, that, that is that the is, point of the Spartans. That's all I want to fucking see. I don't want to see someone finding themselves as a human. Don't care. Just yeah, you go, you go watch Better Home and Gardens. No, not Better Home and Gardens. Fucking Home and Away. Like, I, no. Exactly the movie Dread. Honestly, exactly personally for me, Halo was one of the great, like, uh, one of my favourite shows. I thought that was a really well done show. Rovi okay, even loves it. That's you versus every single other person who's seen it. No, what? I disagree. I think people need to, like, get over themselves. It's just a fucking face. Like, don't neglect an entire story and a great show because they show a face. Like... It, you can't be that fucking nitpicky and pity about something. It's just a face. Like, Fans the guy that they picked to Fans play Master can. Chief, if anyone was to be Master Chief, he was a fucking great Master Chief. <laughs> I'm not denying he that. Super stone, he was sure. a super stone-cold actor. He didn't cry. He didn't laugh. He didn't do anything. He was stone-cold the whole fucking way through the TV series. He just, like, was unsure of what was going on as he developed his memories. And then at the end, he goes back to being the Spartan. So, because he has, uh, what's her face in him now? Cortana. Um, it's about his relationship building with, what's her name? The Cortana. The Cortana. Him building his relationship with Cortana. Him initially going, no, fuck you, you're part of the UNSC, get out of my fucking head, I don't want you in there. Then eventually Cortana going, no, 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 I'm here to help you, we're a team. And then that's how it built up. And I thought it was done really well. And if people are going to neglect an entire TV series over some dude's face, then they don't deserve to watch that. Well, and that's not how you fucking judge a TV I don't show. think it was just his face. It was that Quok or Quan character. You're really quiet, by the way. I can't hear you. It was Quok or Quan. Is it the Quan, her name? Oh, but she was like barely in it. She was in like yeah. two episodes. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to go into Halo again. We did this about four podcasts ago and it was just shit. <laughs> <laughs> so people don't like it because like I'm I'm one for if something is popular because of a certain element of something don't change that's it. what I like to see kept I understand what you're saying Zach I completely do I understand for a storytelling perspective it probably is really 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 times Googleplex fucking amazing but for me whenever I think of Master Chief or when I think of um fucking dread or i think of any character that usually 100 percent of the time has a helmet on 
I don't want to see it off. Same as Mandalorian. I know it's Pedro Pascal. I don't need to see his face. It's amazing. Keep your fucking helmet on. You look sick. You look cool. So that's that's me. It's like whenever I watch a Batman show or I watch a Spider-Man show or I watch anything, as soon as the hero like stops, takes the fucking helmet off, I'm like, oh, put it back on. Yeah, they, they, they put it back on. humanizing themselves. Stop, See, for me, stop I'm the taking opposite. the fucking mask off. I'm like, the complete mask opposite. On. I actually yeah, so, really like the connection I develop when I see their face. Yeah, see, for me, they're, they're playing a character. I'm not there to see Tom Holland. I'm not there to see fucking old mate who plays Master Chief. No, but the whole point is... I just want to see badass watching... action. Yeah, but the whole point is you're not watching Spider-Man through the eyes of a civilian in the city. You're watching Spider-Man through the eyes of Spider-Man. Do you think Spider-Man stands there in his room against a mirror with his mask on the whole time brushing his teeth? Like, no. no. That's, that's you're whenever gonna see... you see Peter Parker. As soon as I see Peter Parker, that's fine. As soon as I'm watching Spider-Man fight, it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh yeah, but he never takes he only takes his mask off like at the end or when something serious has happened or he's like <laughs> Which you shouldn't do anyway. Yeah, he's fucking his partner's like dead. He's like, I'll oh, take my mask off and no, be like, no, hey, that, I need my, to look my, at my you. point That's... is is like I don't I don't need that humanity. When I'm watching when I'm going into for instance, if someone was to say to me, Hey man, they're making a fucking Halo movie, I'd be like, sick. Master Chief versus the Covenant, fucking blasting heads, doing all that sort of shit. Then I turn it on, and it's all about him finding his humanity and finding out he's lied to and taking his helmet off, and he's doing that. And there's a few actions there. Like, I'd be like, oh, See, for fuck's look, sake. I, put the I fucking get thing that. Back on. I get that. Get if in it there. was a movie. 100% agree with you if it was a movie. It's not a movie. It is a TV series. The set, if you watch the entire thing, the last episode is him developing the fact that he is Master Chief, and his fucking duty is to destroy the Covenant. So that is now what the next season is. The last yeah. episode ends with no him in the most though. glorious yeah. fucking action pack, him landing on the Covenant and him and three Spartans fucking obliterating hundreds of Covenants, Spartans dying and him being there like, what the fuck? And it ends. So well, he is going to start going in. Yeah, I know, but it's a TV show. It's not a movie. You're yeah, saying like you just that's want... That's why I love movies more than TV shows. Yeah, but you like can't TV compare them. It's so like comparing things. a, it's like comparing an arcade game to an RPG. The, an arcade game is meant to be action packed. The RPG is about the story. So like for me, the, the Halo, yeah, sure, the first season. It's like Vikings. The first five episodes are slow as fuck. Same with uh, Peaky Blinders, slow as fuck. They, but they, eventually, they did once it Mandalorian. They did, they did the Mandalorian where it was just about nonsense and it was like action and all sorts of stuff throughout. They could have done the same thing. What, what? Yeah, see, I that's why I wasn't a huge fan of Mandalorian. I I don't like just constant action. Eventually, to the point, constant action just gets well, you see, kind of you see why the Mandalorian was so popular, and then when they did Boba Fett, everyone was like, "You fucked it up." Why was why did Boba Fett have his helmet off eighty percent of the time? And he talked too much. Like even yeah. even the actor who played Boba Fett said he talked he shouldn't have talked yeah, too that, much. Yeah, that's that's completely different. That's it's like not, Boba, Boba Fett is completely different. He's not though. He's a fucking. It is. They hunter, did yeah. fuck up the show. That's completely different. That. Yeah, but what a I'm lot saying of fans is, what view did... that they fucked up the Halo show as well because they didn't no, want to. Fans literally, didn't if you look up Halo, that. the only thing I see is he shouldn't have taken off his mask. There you go. See, and that's that, that's yeah. what fans want. That's all no, fans but that's want. what I'm it's, saying. That in itself is a why... picky thing. Sylvester Stallone's Dread movies didn't really kick off because he kept fucking taking his helmet off. But when you read the comics, Dread has his helmet on. 
and that's why See, the Carl Urban Judge Dread. Okay, far, if you far can better. find if you can find in the law of Halo where it says Master Chief does not remove his helmet, I will agree with you. No, he does take his helmet off, but you exactly. don't see it as the viewer. You don't see it. The people I around you get to see okay. the reaction of everyone else seeing him, but no one's going to believe him because he, he didn't do it okay, like in so... front of four hundred million people. But you, as the viewer, were left in in like, oh fuck, like. He is human. He does have a face, but we don't know what it looks like. But that's exactly it's, like it's our if imagination. Watch, if um, you go to Warhammer 40k, you've got the um, Space Marines, who are literally ten times as strong as any fucking Spartan could ever be. Space Marines take off the helmets. You look at them in the face. You go, "What a fucking machine!" Yeah, but that's like, that's, got that's Space Marines. That's a different story. It's not though, because story. Spartans take their helmets off. So what I'm saying is it's only it's a pity thing of a bunch of people playing a game going, that's not what I wanted him to look like. And then complaining that it's not what it's like it is a pity thing. It's It's fans being fans. No, but that's like why Halo Reach why Halo Reach the video game was different to the Halo Halo series, because Halo Reach was the same thing. They're all Spartans, but they all took their fucking helmets off and you saw them, right? And and everyone saw them. The most popular Halo halo reach and halo 3 the most popular ones of all time yeah yeah i know but it was a different story this was um spartans early on in the onset whereas now like master chief being that character that no one knows this mysterious being in the tv this, series all he's known is only master a total chief. of four spartans anyway in the anyway, entire army anyway the, all i'm saying is i know your you do remember that story. this is exactly what the fans want to listen to i know you keep trying to defer away from this conflict this is exactly what people want to hear okay so let fans want to hear fans want to hear it no i'm trying to get it on because we've been on it for about fucking 20 minutes and i'm sure yeah, fans and get i'm sure people are hearing bored. going yeah punch each other like this is the entertaining <laughs> shit yeah this is fine but we can punch each other on it. something else like we did this about 14 episodes ago now, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I get your perspective. I love telling a story. That's one of my most favorite things in the world. So I know where you're coming from. I get it, but I also understand the point of view from fans who don't like something. It's the same as the Rings of Power. People go, "Oh no, it's right. It's fine. It, it, it's great." No, but, but that no, is completely different. It ruins okay. certain aspects of a story. You're comparing a helmet taking off to a complete obliteration of the story if they got me halo and they said master chief is now a woman master chief is now a black woman and that master chief is now a uh, trans black woman who doesn't like fighting covenant and covenant are no longer aliens they're just a bunch of asians who just somehow appeared in like full mongol armor sure because now you're changing the story Master Chief always took his helmet off. That's what I'm saying. It is a pitiful thing of fans to be like, oh, I didn't like his face, so now I don't like it. That's not what I imagined. So I just hate the show now. It's like World of oh. Warcraft. People went and watched World of Warcraft, the TV, the movie, and went, I don't know the story, so this is shit. So now World of Warcraft got belittled so much that they went, we're not going to make another movie. Whereas the fans of World of Warcraft that knew the story went, this was fucking great. And that's the problem with adaptations. If you only please the fans and you only do everything the fans want, the show won't grow because yeah. there are people out there that haven't watched Halo or played the games and it didn't ruin the whole story of Halo. All it did was make it relatable so that people who haven't played the games as well can go, oh, Master Chief was really cool. I really liked his story. And then people playing the games go, well, they didn't butcher the game. It's still the game. They just 
gave me a bit of backstory on Master Chief and their perspective. So that's what I'm saying. If they changed the game completely, I would agree with you. But it's not the same as Lord of the Rings. You can't compare that. It, it just isn't. Like it's, it's like saying in Last of Us, oh, they now made Ellie a boy. It's like, it's still no, a fucking listen, child. Listen, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you there because you've taken my point of view, and you've gone completely the wrong way. My point wasn't comparing the Rings of Power to the Master Chief. My point was, was okay. Point A is I agree with you, Zach, from a storytelling perspective. Point B is. I only, I also agree with fans' point of view when something takes away something from a series, i.e., the Rings of Power. It, it, it somewhat told a story that some people enjoyed, but on point B, it took away so many things from the fans that have previously been in there. So with Halo as well, from a storytelling perspective, it it worked right. It, it told a story about. Master Chief, but it also took away so much from fans. I agree with now, what you're saying there. So that, that that was my two points. So yeah, I agree with Master what you're saying there. Master York. Chief has grown mm-hmm. in popularity quite a lot because it's mysterious. Same thing as Darth Vader. Darth Vader was a mysterious character. No one knew who the fuck he was, what he did. He had his helmet on all the time, and that that gave him that mysteriousness. About everyone, him. everyone knew. Even though he took his did. helmet off, and you see that commander turn around and. You know, you, he, he sees Darth Vader and he gulps. You see him gulp out of fear and then the helmet comes on and then it goes back to... Then you then you see Darth Vader from the front. You as a viewer yeah, everyone, didn't everyone see knows him. who he is, though. Oh, but everyone knows him now, right? Because that's <laughs> yeah, how it progresses know... through. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, back to your point anyway, on the whole Lord of the Rings. But... but this is my point what? on the Master oh, Chief. What? It was the same thing where Master Chief in the video game would take his helmet off you would see the viewpoint of someone standing in front. You would understand the suspenseful fear of someone looking into the eyes of a man that no one else gets to look into. And you get to see that view going, no one will believe me if I told them. Master Chief okay. puts the helmet back on and then you as the viewer see him from the front. You never see his face. But Do you want to know why I believe they never showed his face? Because at that time, games and the quality of graphical standards and mechanics would have ruined the game because he wouldn't have looked very fucking intimidating. He would have just looked like a basic bitch pale oh, human. Okay, okay. So that's but, why. But all, all no, I'm saying but is anyway, it, it worked. Back it worked to your Lord really of the Rings well. statement, which I've been trying to go back to. Yeah. You were saying that Lord of the Rings was ruined for the fans or whatever, but it wasn't for the people watching it, right? 110% because what Lord of the Rings did, uh, what Rings of Power did to Lord of the Rings was remove major things from the book, from the movies, from everything in the stuff, right? If Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, 100% answer me truthfully here, did everything, everything by the books, absolutely everything, and the one thing they did was make Galadriel black, and everyone else was the same, but just Galadriel was black, would you have hated the entire series? That would have been, been able to be forgiven, wouldn't it? 100%. So now, if you watch Halo, which everything's the same as a game, there's no real groundbreaking lore issues in the game, in the movie, uh, show, show, sorry, but now you know what Master Chief looks like. Why does that then allow you to go, the whole show's shit, I'm not going to watch it? Because that's different. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that, no, no, because that... Dylan, Galadriel, you know what? You Galadriel come in on having, this, What's I, your opinion? Well, Gal- how, Galadriel how, having different colour skin isn't how, the same as someone never showing a face how, and all of a sudden How I say it, is in this opinion, Zach. You mm-hmm. you love the Rings of Power show. 
but it's only if no, it wasn't. I didn't mind no, it. I if, didn't it, it. If, if it wasn't a Rings of, uh, Lord of the Rings show, you would re- like it more, yes? Yeah, 100%. But if it was just a standard uh, run-of-the-mill fantasy show, it would be much better mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have had any tie-downs to Lord of the Rings. Because mm-hmm. they only had minimal fucking um, uh, law they used, which was only the Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, from that, so if Rings of Power, if it was just not Lord of the Rings, it would be a fine show. Go to Halo, mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. go off any of the source material, none of the games, and then they stuck Halo onto it. Imagine if it wasn't a Halo show, but just a random sci-fi show. A lot I of pe- probably wouldn't have liked it as much. Yes, but a lot of people would have been less apprehensive about it. Or even if it wasn't based on Master Chief, or it was based on a UNSC soldier that worked with Master Chief. So Master Chief was not really seen in a weaker perspective as John the whole time, not the Master Chief. Because I remember in one part of the Halo show, he mm-hmm. is with um, Halsey in a mm-hmm. house, which I think was like a mm-hmm. um, uh, like a, um, uh, a dilapidated house. He literally yeah, puts his, his helmet on. Child. He he has his helmet off, puts his helmet on just for the HUD, then takes it off again. Like mm. I feel like if it was based that... on a UNSC, but isn't that what you use the HUD and the helmet for? Yes, but why would he just keep it on? Like I know he's because, well, okay. Well, if you were wearing a helmet or... and you're about to go through like a fucking panic attack because you're or... seeing visions, keep... you'd want to breathe. Or keep it off. Hey, uh, Master Chief, as I was saying, don't make it a Master Chief show. Or Make it like... Okay, so you're telling me that if the entire series was based on a different Spartan, well, no, just not even because Spartan. you saw Master Chief's face, it'd be fine. Have it no. f- focusing on a UNSC, like or um, uh, like a diplomat or something, that the Master Chief has to. Let's be defend. real. If it was based on like one diplomat from the UNSC, it would have been a dog shit show. Everyone loves Halo for the Spartans. Well, it, so it's like saying, let's make a Warhammer yes, 40k but that's what I'm saying. Like you, with you, no Space Marines in What it. you could have is, you could have the Diplomat be against the UNSC, but Master Chief um, has to protect him because his views are the views of what um, Master Chief and Cortana agree with. Like, that it's, they have to do some sort of shit or that they're against... The, um, yeah, but doesn't in the games program. Master Chief and Cortana sometimes go against the UNSC? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He, they're working with a diplomat that's against the UNSC, and he's protecting them against the UNSC, the Covenant. So it's essentially you're in the views point of like a civilian that's getting defended by mm. the chief. So you're you're still, yeah. you're still seeing the chief as how he should be. Like, you can have areas of weakness with the Chief, as you would have, because, like, you, you could have him getting smashed by like, multiple um, Spartans, but mm. I feel like if they just made the show less focused on the Chief, and, well, not even the Chief, the person underneath the armor, like, he's less Master mm. Chief, more John. It's John the show, not Master Chief. Well... 
I kind of get what you're saying. I kind of agree with what you're saying in the sense of, yes, they could have done better, but that's, that's like a hindsight thing of anyone can say, like with many shows, hey, you could have done this better, right? Yes. But, but the... in the entire show, they do call him Chief. Yes. but Some people who are close to him call him John, which are the other Spartans, but everyone calls him Chief. Yes. But like the whole show, he's pretty much never in his armor. Like he's like full suited. Helmet and all, like, two battles, that's it. The rest, he's mm-hmm. John. No, he's fully suited, like, the entire time. The only time he's non-suited is if he's in the UNSC quarters, which is, like, two episodes out of the entire show. Literally, the whole time he goes to the other planet with the um, the chick that he's trying to keep away, what's her name, the one that Taylor hates, the Asian chick, and he, like, takes her to his Spartan friend who's left the UNSC, who's lost his arm. He's literally in his suit the entire time, sleeping everything. He only leaves his suit if he's in the UNSC place, which is exactly is what he does. Is that his game. full suit, though? Full helmet yes. and all? No, he doesn't use his helmet. He carries his helmet under his arm the entire time through there. So a random... He puts his helmet on anytime, anytime he goes on his ship or he's going into battle, his helmet is always on and never comes off. It doesn't even come off in the middle of battle. Not even when he was, like, running around, fucking yeah. jumping on a banshee, slamming a banshee. The whole time, his helmet's on. It's not like Sp- Spider-Man taking it off. I can agree it's with only that. only off in non-hostile areas, which is exactly what a Spartan would have done. Yeah. They would have See, kept it me, on in a me, hostile I, environment. I, I would have made it so much to it. Like, if it was me making the show, I would have made it different. I would have had Master Chief completely out doing stuff the entire time and then, you know, never have any sort of rest because he's a Spartan. Just yeah. non-stop action. But you, you also got to think that if you're comparing them to the Spartans in Reach, they're not the same Spartans. Hmm. The Spartans no, in the Reach Spartans. are marked. different. They're um, uh, earlier, like a later generation. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I not, believe... I'm not comparing them to any Spartans in Reach. I'm just saying it's Spartans in general. If you're at the UNSC and you're going under tests, like he was getting Cortana put in him and going through tests and trying to see if Cortana is detrimental to his brain or whatever because it's the first time they've ever implanted a, a, U, a UI into anyone's brain or whatever, he's not going to be fully suited up because they need to get to him if any case of emergency. So the whole time he's in UNSC, it's because he's going under uh, supervision because they believe that, that he can't be trusted at that current point because he's going like super off the fucking chains. He's disconnecting shit from his suit half the time and cutting out comms to his ship and he fucking went rogue for ages. So when he came back to the UNSC, they banned him from fucking doing anything because they knew that he was a hostile and un- uh, a very volatile person. So, like, at yeah, any moment, he could fucking burst out into an anger. So that's why they didn't let him wear a suit during the UNSC if he was under UNSC supervision. It was only if he was doing something outside the UNSC that he was putting it on. Because he was a detrimental to the main fucking, what's it called, the main doctor who the UNSC were trying to help because they thought that she could turn him into this super fucking emotionless, controlled by Cortana person. So they did everything to help her, and he knew that that's what she was trying to do, and take full control through Cortana. So he was super hostile to the whole entire thing until he gained trust of Cortana in like the last episode, and him and Cortana finally started agreeing. Yeah, and then that's, so that's Cort- why Cortana took full control of his body. But then at one point, because he lost control, like he was dying, so she said, "Give me control of your body." Yeah, and but- then he, she went fucking ape shit and murdered like all the covenant. Yeah, I feel like at that point they should just make AI-controlled well, Spartans, essentially, at that point. Yeah, but the whole point was Cortana was originally going to do that, and that's what she wanted. 
but in the show Cortana got to the point where she's like I actually agree with you chief I don't think I should so she said I just want to help you I don't want to be you so then that's oh. when at the end she's like I can save us if you give me control so Sounds now like the whole a... thing is so now the whole thing is people think in the next season Master Chief isn't even going to be Master Chief they think it's now just Cortana because the show ends with him murdering a bunch of Covenant jumping on the ship complete fucking silence back to Master Chief doesn't say a single thing so everyone's like, he's now just Cortana. He's like, now he's just Master Chief. God. So it's I'd the build-up of developing him like into Master Chief. Chief and like there, there'd be issues with the Covenant and all that sort of shit. I'd rather Yeah, that but that's what I'm saying. That's what the Chief new seasons are himself. going. That's what right, I think the next season like will be. completely uninteresting to me. I, I hate that sort of shit. But... I really... I don't mind dissecting of characters, but I just... Uh, I like it every now and again but I, it just seems to be every time they do an adaptation someone needs to be dissected hey dylan just quick before we do it can you quickly disconnect and reconnect to the chat please am i having issues I'm, I'm worried that it hasn't recorded half of your shit and there's going to be blank spots in the recording really why oh uh, it's just coming up with recording failed to begin every now and again so i feel like you're just dropping in and out through recording uh, okay. Zach and I can hear you completely fine so if oh, you can disconnect and reconnect quickly just to see if that fixes that issue yeah. then, uh, let's hope I can do yeah, that well, that's gonna suck because that's a big portion <laughs> there's probably going to be fucking silence for two minutes that, while Dylan's explaining that was a major portion yeah that, I'll be back. that would be shit yeah no, we're just going to wait for him no, no, we're not. We're going to talk about oh, other okay. things and keep it flowing. Fans won't know this happened. They'll probably clock off by now anyway. I think but you're yeah. completely wrong, by the way, on that. Like, what you just said. I think what? this is exactly what the people want to hear. Like, speaking to Brett, who was listening, he was listening to the last episode where we talked a lot on, like, games and kept changing. He goes, I just love the fuck controversial shit. And this is this is exactly why we wanted this podcast, is we all have different opinions. So going in depth as to like what we believe should be happening in the current like hollywood scenes and all that shit is exactly what this is about so it's not bad to sit there and dwell on one huh i haven't disagreed with you on that point no no but i mean like you keep saying like you want to move on there's a certain degree like now the fans are listening to us arguing about the podcast all i'm saying is is that we don't need to talk about halo for the next 30 minutes which we just have yeah so because we had previously already had this discussion I, so we're now having Halo discussion for again I, for the second time. I, right? I do have something to change the um, uh, conversation over. This might interest um, Taylor or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of uh, seen the controversy with Hogwarts Legacy? What the fuck it is? Oh, were they trying to fucking boycott um, it? <laughs> yeah. Good luck to them. Fucking idiots. Uh, do you know why though? What? Because. Because fucking J.K. Rowling stood up for women and women's rights. How dare she? No, no it wasn't that. What? It's, it's because she's a turf. What's a turf? Um, essentially that she's against trans people, I believe. No, uh, she's trans, not against trans people. No, no. I, this I this all started is. years ago. This is this all started years ago when she came out and basically I'm. I'm, because I had this argument. Oh, it would have been about four years ago when she first came out. She was basically trying to protect women's rights by saying we need to instill laws and come up with proper ways to 
um, you know, make sure that men aren't just going, I'm a woman now, I'm going into the woman's bathroom, right? Because how does that mm-hmm. protect women? How does that protect the everyday person, right? Imagine walking into a bathroom, you've got your daughter in tow and you send your daughter into the bathroom and then you see a fully grown man walk in, right? Because then you're going to go, hang on, mate, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, you, you can't say that. I'm a, I'm a female. And now you've got a fully grown male going into the bathroom with your daughter in a cubicle, right? So that's all JK Rowling did, right? And then all of a sudden it was, oh, she hates, she hates trans. That, that's how it started. All she was doing was protecting women's rights, going, no, I'm not saying that I hate trans. I'm just saying this needs to be properly regulated. You can't just have people say, I'm now a female or I'm now a male and that be that. And then everyone has to respect that because that can't be policed. And the, 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 the funny thing is she has nothing to do with the game as well. No. Like, she hasn't no, done she anything doesn't. about it. But like people are like people are like scribbling her names off books and shit and then selling them. Like you got these people who own these trans bookshops, which they they get artists in and artists like rub out JK Rowling's name and then sell it as Harry Potter. It's like like I don't understand the hostility towards JK Rowling at all. Like I don't get it. Like I don't like her in the first place. Because why? She just changed like the plot of everything. And like everything about characters and the uh, thing like it, it, she shouldn't have the, the like i know she's the creator of the like series and that but like coming back years later to change essentially a character's whole um essentially life story um like that i don't like like retconning characters years later but like mm. apart from that like love the harry potter series um, oh, for sure. But, like, I mean, a lot of writers, they come back and they, like, you, you look at Raymond D. Feist, like, one of the greatest storytellers of our sort of generation. Not our generation, but his 90s kind of fantasy. He he did he did that with his first book, Magician. He I don't know if his first book, sorry if I've upset anyone by saying that. But he, he did, like, a, um, a culling of, like... <laughs> a thousand words or something like he took a thousand words out of the original script trying to like condense the story a little bit because it was a massive book and a lot of people like oh no i prefer the original okay all right jesus it still tells the same story but a lot of writers do that kind of thing you know yeah Um, yeah the hogwarts game does look pretty good yeah I feel like if I'd get it, I'd get it on PlayStation because I feel like if I get it on my computer, it'd probably fucking melt. Oh, yeah. 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 And obviously getting it on like PS5, it, it would have probably have like the optimal graphics for it, so. Pretty much. Pretty much. You guys, um... So, just moving on to video game sort of stuff. Um, you guys been playing anything interesting recently? Well, I've been playing my One Piece game, which you probably wouldn't be interested in. The Odyssey one? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too big of a fan of it. I'm not a big fan of those sort of games. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking loving it, though. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. not a fan of these kind of games either, but just because it's like... Are you One sure Piece you're based? loving it? Yeah, I was going to say, are you only loving it because it's One Piece? Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, I mean, it, it does look pretty good, and I mean, it wasn't... 
when I when I played the demo. I mean, I had a little bit of fun, but I was like, mm, I'm not paying a hundred bucks for this game. Yeah, I'm not going all out. Well, when when I um, like once you get past like the first chapter, which mind you, that's what the demo is, and it goes for fucking ever. Like I'm only on chapter yeah. two so far, and that like it, it's essentially just like replaying um old parts of the show like once you get the chapter two spoilers if anyone's caring to play it uh you go back to um alabaster you actually go back in time well it's it's not going back in time it's more because how far did you get into it not that far dylan i think i've i faced those little mushroom looking dudes about four times and went Okay, I've had enough. Yeah, and well, once you meet one of the main characters on the island called Blim, she has a, a ability which, when she touches a person, um, all their memories and skills um, get essentially taken out and blasted out. So that's why at the beginning of the game, you're level 40. But then when that, when that happens, uh, you go back down to level 1 and you have no idea how to use any of your abilities now. But it, that would fucking frustrate me to shit, man. Yeah, that, that would that would ruin me. I'd be like, I'm not playing this anymore. But you you get some of them fairly early on. Like I've got, I've got a few already. But once you do that and you go defeat the first boss, you essentially get bigger cubes, and the only way you can absorb them is if you essentially go into them and play out the memory of the, what they were. Mm. So you actually go back in, in essentially to that time which is based on your mem- their memory of the time. Yeah. So, like, there's stuff that, like, you don't remember, or it's fuzzy, that's what happens there. Yeah. So, like, I'm just going, like, I've almost gotten up to, like, towards the end of Alabaster, which I'm, I'm looking forward to, but it's taken a while. Yeah, right. What about you, Zach? Have you been playing anything? Um, I've been playing a lot of League, actually, recently. I was playing, like, Valheim with Dylan for a little bit. Uh, we started our own new world again, which was pretty fun, actually, to step back into it. You you forget, like, how honestly amazing Valheim as a game is. It, it stomps a lot of survival games. Um, and then uh, I've been wanting to play Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr and Prophecy, so... That's probably on my next list of what to play. Yeah, and uh, I did hop into For Honor for a little bit to dabble around, which is a bit of fun. And they've added, like, f- twice as many, like, characters now. So there's quite a lot of content there, too. That's fair enough. At, with um, uh, Marta, there's a lot mm. more races in the game than you would think. Yeah. Like, there's, what, Drakari, Eldar... There's chaos. I don't know if there's orcs or not. But are like, these as playable? No, as, or... as enemies. Yeah, okay. you, you can. You only play as inquisitors, so. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, fair enough. Well, so you're not playing as space marines. You're playing as like the just the inquisitor. Men. Yeah, yeah. You're you're yeah. well. There's, there's four different classes of inquisitor you can play as. One of them is pretty close to being a space marine. Yeah. Okay. So there's essentially a space marine, a um, 
uh, Inquisitor Assassinorum, which is essentially an yeah, assassin. Yeah. Um, a psyker. And yeah. with the expansion, you can play as a uh, Omnisire. There is actually a book series uh, in Warhammer I want to read, and it's called uh, Gaunt's Ghost. And it's based on, which is quite unique, it's based on, like, just the Imperium, like, just men. Yeah. Uh, and they're, like, part of a, it's, like, part, about a group of men that basically want to take back a sector of the galaxy from the Imperium. Uh, uh, and it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, it's got, like, super hot, it's, like, probably one of the most rated, besides the horror series, uh, the Gaunt's Ghost. So, there's yeah. a lot of books I want to do. Like, yeah. Uh, I know there's there's the fall of um uh, there's a planet I f- I forgot what it is it was one of the main um uh, imperial guard planets mm. um that one I th- I don't know if it was in a book or not that one would have been interesting essentially like just the the destruction of the whole planet. Um, Speaking of the fall, I actually and books I saw well, I was going to look for some Warhammer books at Dimmix the other day. And I saw a Lord of the Ring book called uh, The Fall of Numenor. Oh, and yeah. I actually wanted to buy it. It looked pretty cool. They've got another one called The Fall of Gondorian. It, it, the Gondorian. It'd be more accurate than um, The Rings of Power. The yeah. Fall of The Fall of Gondolin, which is um, yeah, Gondolin. decent. And then, yeah, The Fall of Numenor, which people are a little bit sceptical because it came out after Christopher Tolkien passed. Uh, so people uh, aren't yeah. sure... You know, but they reference Christopher Tolkien. Like I sat there reading the first couple of pages, and they reference and speak very highly of Christopher Tolkien and, and Tolkien the whole time. So, was, yeah. who knows? Yeah, no. it, it seems it looked like a pretty good book. So, but yeah, I've been wanting to get into the Warhammer series because like there's what 400 Warhammer books, so it's like a ridiculous amount of books and you don't know where to start because there's so many different authors in the space that have made their own stories and all that type of stuff. And yeah, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of people love them. So they're obviously 400 for a reason. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I thought if we ever, if we ever open up a nerd store, we should do a book, a nerd bookstore, like a comic book store, but we also sell fantasy books. So like all your Lord of the Rings and, well, you know, Taylor, Taylor can come in with all these fantasy ones that he's read and sci-fi fantasy, like Warhammer and all the Star Wars books and stuff. And then we have Rovi and Jasmine on the coffees running a little cafe out the front. So all the nerds can come in, grab a book, sit down, read, you can buy the books, rent them, whatever. Yeah, and I'll do. I'll have like Jasmine reviews up there as well, so they can see mm. like quick, quick. Yeah, we'll have a little board that says like Jasmine's book review of the week, like Jasmine's top picks, and there's just nothing. Is this that? It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a blank it'll, board. It'll have, it'll have Ready Player One basically ten times. <laughs> That's the only book she's ever read, and only enjoys that book. That's the Hungry yeah. Caterpillar. And the Hungry yeah. Caterpillar, which was too much, too much talking for her. Didn't but, like it. Zach, if you wanted mm. to get into Warhammer, I reckon try to look up anything related to the Space Wolves. Yeah, I've heard the Space Wolves are pretty good too. I, I feel like that would be down your alley. Like, they're essentially Viking space marines. Yeah, I've been wanting to look into I actually just bought a little um, a $50 uh, kit on Amazon, and everyone says, like, if you want to paint, because I used to paint a lot of minis, but I only did, like, D&D minis and stuff, random D&D creatures. 
So I wanted to do some Space Marines. It was 50 bucks. Comes with all the paints, a couple Space Marines, like a full squadron. And it was like, I was like, fuck yeah. So I bought that. And then I was actually going to get some Space Wolves and some Necrons after that. Yeah. And you can get the full Horus um, squadron as well with all the Primarchs. It's pretty cool. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, just want to... Uh... Just want to throw it out there to all the fans that have made it this far into our little podcast. We actually have an email running now, so with this with this email, we'll we'll take in any sort of uh, criticisms you have, any praise you have, um, and also if you want us to discuss anything on here or you want to hear us debate over a specific topic or anything like that, you can always email us at uh, Green Dragon Pod at gmail.com and uh, we'll uh, siphon through whatever you've got there um, and you can also follow us on Instagram which is the Green Dragon Pod um, yes which we all need to start posting on more which I've said numerous times you know the nerds will come there to look at all you know we're all collectors we're all nerds we need a group together send all your nerdy shit to me so I can post all our nerdy shit and that way we can accumulate more nerds, get a nerd army, and we can post when we're going to release podcasts and post when we go live on Twitch and all that type of good stuff. So you guys need to start taking some photos of your collectibles because we, you know, I know Taylor and Dylan both have some pretty sick shit. So especially Taylor's fucking Superman thing that you spent thousand on, that needs to be shared. If, if anything, no, I need to try and get a, a cabinet first for my shit. It's, no, do, like, yeah, do, it it raw. do it raw. No, take a photo. Yeah, just do it raw, mate. Your Chuck apartment it. set up right now. Yeah. Go, go, on, go to your balcony. Put your fucking put your figure on the floor. Take a photo. Yeah. Next to all the birds. Done. Exactly. Next to your little fucking clothes hanger. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and also, we're going to be streaming streaming games. It should be on every Saturday. Uh, every Saturday, um, probably in the afternoon. What, I was going to say, yeah, we can either do afternoon or night. It'll like, we'll, we'll probably like post on Instagram. So if you're listening and you are interested, yeah. go on Instagram and we'll post 30 minutes before we go live. On the gram. On, yeah, on the 100%. story. So then that yeah. way, if it changes, it could be afternoon and it could be night. That way you'll know. So if you're interested in watching, I'll post my Twitch name and everything when we go live and you can go over there. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, so yeah. yeah, Instagram is the Green Dragon Pod, and that's that's all you yes. need to know. And we'll uh, start Pretty posting much. some stuff on that, and yeah, get right into it. So, with all that, we all happy, gentlemen. We happy for Dylan to sign us out on the spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of yeah you can go ahead, mate. Oh yeah. Um, the, uh, was it? Uh, don't uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's a big one. Um. Uh, thanks for coming and uh, watching it, uh, our uh, podcast today. Well, they can't uh, watch Dylan, this is, all, this is this is all uh, audio, no visuals. I, I don't think I started, mate. Um, anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dylan, I don't think I recorded any of that, mate. Can you start again, please? Can you from the top just okay, hit uh, us up with the, your finest sign out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, thanks for watching. Um, uh, we'll hopefully, well, we'll probably stream on Saturday. Um, hang on, Dylan. Hang on. <laughs> time out. Time out. I just got a note from the producer who just said, "Can you can you not can can you do the same thing, 
but you can't say um or ah between words. It has to be full on, just straight out, a sign out from from the get go, just perfect. Oh wait, before right. he signs out, can we just say we all went bowling recently? And fuck me, Dylan. Mate, next time we go, you need to be on top of it because I'm going to post the scores on Instagram next yeah. time. Please I've post. never seen anyone do 10 bowls and not get above double digits. It was insane. <laughs> I mean, I've still got the pictures of the first game I played with Zach, so... Doesn't matter, I'm the one that posts on the Instagram channel. You can have those photos all you want. That's fine, I'll send, I'll send right. it to Taylor. All right. Well, okay. Okay. You send it to me. I'll put it up on the Instagram account. But okay, from the top, no ums and ahs, no, no nothing, no, no, (coughs) nothing. Just pure sign out. Go. Sorry. Um, Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Restart. Perfect. That Uh, was excellent, Dylan. (laughs) Uh, No, I was about to say it again. Shut the fuck up. Go. Go. Okay. Thank you for coming and listening to us this week. We will hopefully be streaming on Saturday. Uh, we'll also be hopefully um, <laughs> um, doing the podcast every Monday. <laughs> Though, obviously, we'll probably post on Instagram if we have to delay like we had to yesterday because Correct. it was... Correct. Zachary's Mrs. Mrs.'s birthday. birthday. So we, we sort of couldn't help that. So we'll we'll, okay. we'll we'll get more communicative from now on. Fantastic. Yes, good wording. That's all the, that's all the fans wanted. I think the producer said perfect. Next time we're Let's gonna up. do the exact same thing. No ums and ahs, no nothing else. And you can't use the words obviously or hopefully. Um, essentially. Hopefully. It's or essentially. You can't use those words. You got to use something you, you else. You sound right, like Jason. We'll now. Jason was saying the exact same thing the other day. Like it's not essentially. It just is. It's not, it's a truth. Yeah. If anyone wants to know, Dylan's got an dictionary at his house, which has one page, and it just it essentially, essentially. has essentially. Uh, um, essentially and hopefully. Yeah. It just reminds me of the fucking Carl Barron joke of like the whole how Australians say. Oh, you know, this is this is a little song that I wrote, and it goes a little something like this. And he goes, mate, can you just fucking play it exactly how it fucking goes? Like, I don't want to know a little bit. I want to know exactly how it fucking is. Yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, Dylan know. will essentially... This is essentially how it goes. Um, yeah. yeah. Fans want to know exactly what it's like, Dylan. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah, essentially, yeah. All right, well, anyway, um, yeah, good sign out, Dylan. Uh, we'll same time next week. <laughs> and oh, sorry, same time next week. Mate, same that, say that for after the stream. Okay. in the microphone. This is fat, like fans are going to go, what the fuck is this? And- I come off some really good podcast. I listen to fucking Logan Paul, which is like yeah. A-grade shit, and then they come over here to us, and he's got you coughing Look, and splattering in the background. Can I just say, for anyone that has made it this far, apologies for Dylan's audio <laughs> in this whole thing, because he's on a fucking phone. Well, yeah. <laughs> we sat here for 30 that. minutes trying to get him to get in, and he fucking couldn't, so he had to do it on his phone this time. God. So hopefully next time it won't be on his phone, and he won't be laying on his couch with the phone on his belly, and he'll be a little bit better next time. I mean, half the time I was just in bed, so... Yeah, well, there you go. So, yeah, anyway. 
Oh, that's Tyler, it. you can, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, I don't so, yeah. need to do it, and you've done it. Cheers. <laughs> Fuck yeah.